0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Hello there and welcome back to This Song Is Yours. I'm Simon Fink, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you join us for episode 319. We're wrapping up our podcast episode for the year this week with our good friends at Heaps Good Festival. They're taking the festival across our fair country this summer with shows in Adelaide and in Melbourne. They're also hosting a special set of shows in Brisbane at the Fortitude Music Hall with the lineup across two days consisting of artists such as The Avalanches, Declan McKenna, our friend Holly Humberstone, and our guest today, Foles. Forever an Aussie festival favourite, Foles joins us today for what we're dubbing Heaps Good Chats. We're going to chat to artists from the lineup about their own festival experiences, whether that be the first music festival that they ever attended, dream ones that they'd love to see one day, or their key festival moments here in Australia. We'll be chatting to them and seeing what punters across the summer have in store. Today, Jimmy from Foles joins us on the pod to talk about his first festival experience and how it ended up playing out. He talks us through one of his favorite festival experiences, which involves Radiohead. We won't kind of give away too much, but it is a gorgeous story. And Jimmy also divulges what Aussie fans can expect from Heaps Good Festival in January. Now tickets to both Heaps Good Festival and the special set of shows at the Fortitude Music Hall can be found within today's show notes. And we also want to say a massive thank you to Mon and Layla from Scrabble PR for their help with today's episode. Before we embark on this conversation with Jimmy, please make sure you subscribe to This Song Is Yours on your preferred podcast platform. Stay tuned for our latest episodes by following us on social media. All details can be found in the show notes for today's episode. So let's get into our heaps good chat with Jimmy Smith from Foles. Please welcome to this song is yours, Jimmy Smith from Foles. Jimmy, hello. How you doing? Hi, I'm good, man. I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for joining us today to um, for one of our heaps good chats about the heaps good festival coming up in January. Yeah. I very much appreciate you coming on to the chat today. Um, It is an incredibly exciting time because I know there's a lot of people excited to see Foles back in Australia. might be a bit of a a silly question because I know you guys have been here plenty of times, but are you excited to come back and and, um, play for some Aussie audiences?
0: Yeah, yeah, we are. I mean, like you said, it's it's been a little while. And um, again, you know, like with everybody, uh, COVID kind of uh, spannered our plans for, <laughs> for coming over <laughs> to Australia. And then, unfortunately, in the kind of reshuffle uh, of our tour, it kind of, you know, unfortunately, didn't really happen up until now. So it's great. And it's actually going to be the, the end of the tour as well. So it's kind of cool to end it in Australia, finally.
1: Well, um, hopefully, and I know that crowds are very excited to see you, so I'm sure that there's going to be, hopefully, a lovely send-off to the end of <laughs> this touring cycle yeah. and oh, this record. I think so. <laughs> I think, uh, think there really will be, yeah. Um, On the Heaps Good lineup, we have yourself, we have Flume, the Avalanches, I believe there's um, Griff and Holly Humberstone and and a bunch more as well that I'm not Mm -hmm. not forgetting, but obviously can't name every single (laughs) name on the lineup. Um, Are there many acts from Heaps Good that you're excited to kind of check out and see while touring around the country?
0: Um, Yes, sure. (laughs) I've just (laughs) forgotten everybody you just said. (laughs) Oh, I'm really sorry. Um, yeah, uh, well, I, I mean, I, I remember you said Holly mm-hmm. Uh That would be good because I, um, yeah, I, I met a friend of hers who plays with um, that guy Sam Fender and uh, mm-hmm. it was cool and they were like making music together, I think, and he said it was really good. So that would be cool to check out. Uh, Flume would be good to check out. Oh, yeah, the Avalanches, of course. Yes, that's. I think that's the one on the lineup that I'm most excited about. <laughs> Because I've never seen them, and they're kind of mythical, and I wonder what kind of what it, what it's going to be like. Mm. Um, and I've got a friend who is a, who happens to be Australian, who's a very very big avalanches fan. So he kind of like uh, got me excited about
1: that. Having they um, recently oh not recently a year or so toured Australia for the first time in a very long time, and um, I, I think the word that you used, mythical, is a very good describing word for their their live show and their general. Yeah aura so um i know there's a lot of people excited about seeing them as well so fantastic pics. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like spotting a, a rare beast in the wild
1: <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um for part of our heaps good chats what we're wanting to do is kind of chat to people about uh, some of their experiences with festivals and you know some of the best that they've seen some of the maybe not the worst that they've seen but most unique experiences we might frame it um do you remember your first festival experience maybe as a punter before we get to as a band
0: uh yeah well my first festival experience was actually a mixture of the two already because um (laughs) i had a school band um (laughs) with uh with walter the uh the now returned bass player of Falls, Mm. um and uh yeah it was called face meets grill and we played there was this festival in oxfordshire called truck festival and it was run by some friends of ours and this band who were called gold rush, who were like, um, we all kind of looked up to when we were, when we were a bit younger, they were kind of like, they'd, they'd like toured America and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so they were, and anyway, they ran this festival and, uh, yeah. So we went, we went as punters. In fact, we were working there as well. I think I was like working on like the <laughs> the desk, like checking bands in when they came in and their buses, well, were their vans? It wasn't that big. And uh, anyway, yeah, so we, we played there and uh, we were all really nauseous and we weren't sure, like pre-show, we weren't sure whether it was actual legitimate food poisoning from something at the festival because <laughs> uh, you know, catering, you know, the food back then wasn't great. And, um, or whether it was nerves, and I think it was nerves. So we all had to carry like plastic bags on stage with us and have it, oh, no. have it by our feet just in case. But um, yeah, so it was cool. So that was my first festival experience. So it was all, all combined.
1: I, I feel like you've done a very good job. You've, you've played at the festival, you've worked as like, not yeah, admin, but you've, kind of you've covered all bases. Fully covered. Yeah. Fully covered, that festival. <laughs> and I also fainted
0: for the first time at that festival. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember probably the next day, queuing to get a bacon sandwich in the morning, I fainted, and it was really scary.
1: <laughs> that's very fair. I can appreciate that's probably, especially after you've played and the nerves have died down, that's probably not what you want to have the next day at a festival.
0: Yeah, well, I think we had quite a victorious night after the show because mm-hmm. also for some really bizarre reason, loads of people showed up. There was a queue around around the block to watch us, and I think I, we we were convinced it was like a mix
1: up on the lineup
0: because <laughs> no one like no one had heard of us at all. Anyway,
1: that was yeah, that was it. I absolutely love that. Um, in terms of for Foles, is there a festival experience anywhere in the world that kind of stands out as maybe either your favourite or one that is just particular uh, particularly ingrained in your, in your memory
0: yeah definitely well I mean there's been a cu- actually a couple of real big ones in the, this the last two years of touring certainly Glastonbury last year for us mm-hmm. and Glastonbury's always like top dog for us for us Brits yeah <laughs> um, you know it's changing a bit you know whatever it's like it will never be as cool as it was but uh, it's still I think the best festival in the world certainly like the biggest pretty much uh, and then we did a uh, Fuji rock in Japan mm-hmm. uh, this summer. I think that was this summer. Oh my God. Yeah, it was this <laughs> summer. <laughs> oh, my post COVID sense of time is <laughs> all over the place. Um, and that was amazing. Cause we had, uh, that was yeah Fuji rock. And we played the main stage before Jack White and we played, that festival quite a few times before and we'd travel you always have to travel so far to get there Mm. and you're always a bit broken with the jet lag and I remember the the last time we played the main stage we played before Bjork and it was just like raining and everyone just had like umbrellas up so we just played to like this armoured audience (laughs) of like umbrellas I mean it was like talking about like the absolute vibeless crowd you could it wasn't their fault it was like a tropical storm yeah so uh but anyway this this year it, we were vindicated and it was a beautiful clear night and it was lovely weather and it was a really big audience and we played really well and we even trended on
1: japanese twitter awesome <laughs> so uh <laughs> yeah
0: so uh, <laughs> so that was good and then um, i know there's so, so many in the past i could i could rattle on all day about different festivals but i think like uh, some of the most memorable ones usually are like location based for me if it's like a, a stunning location like there's one called like ho like h o v e i think they say hoover in, festival in norway and that's like in a forest and they te- and it's like on a fjord and they take you fishing and you catch like mackerel and then they like radio ahead and there's someone like fires up the barbecue And then you eat, like, fresh mackerel for dinner before you play and stuff like that. And then the sun never went down, really, because it was in the summer. No, it was cool. I probably, like, overly romanticised it in my head (laughs) over over the years and, like, you know, to cut out all the people puking and, you know, doing all the obscene stuff everywhere. But,
1: uh, (laughs) yeah. I can appreciate that, though. I think that you do kind of forget some of the uh, less dream-like qualities of the festival to remember the nice bits the ones yeah, that really stick like,
2: with you. I think
1: the smells fade yes, away yes <laughs> thank God um, <laughs> yeah okay. thanks sweet God <laughs> um, I know that Foles obviously has had a history with Australia and our festivals as well I did have a have a look back kind of through the years and I think that you guys you've done uh, Falls. you're about to do heaps good uh, Splendor you've done I think twice um and I think... Uh, maybe
0: more than that, uh, three times, I, I think. Because th- yeah, we, we were there when it was at the old jazz grounds.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. It's so, it a bit
0: of nerdery here, moved <laughs> to grounds at some point. <laughs> anyway. Yes,
1: um, I might have miscounted one. I think you also happened to be, just before it ended, one of our favourite um, festivals, one of the most beloved Australian festivals, was Big Day Out um, before that ended. Yeah. I was curious whether you have any key... So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we did. I mean, I think still our favorite one we ever did was the Lane laneways, like festival tour. hmm and i can't remember what year that was to save my life i was i'm going to have a punt and say it was 2011 or something like that i
1: will agree with you um, regardless we'll go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um,
0: whatever i think it was around about the second album tour and um it was an unbelievable stacked like indie dance kind of psyche lineup and it was like all our favorite bands were playing <laughs> like warpaint deer hunter Les savvy fab I think I mean God, like just everybody blonde redhead and it, yes and we were all just on tour together and it was lo- honestly felt like the closest you'll ever get to something like out of the 70s or 60s you know, like you hear about those tours on trains and stuff it was a bit like that you know in a sort of you know, more PC but certainly you know slightly more pc version mm-hmm. but um yeah I remember like one flight like from I guess it was from Adelaide to Perth, and the whole plane was just bands. So it was just the entire festival <laughs> lineup. It was really cool. Oh yeah, LCD Sound System, of that
1: everybody. I think you might be right. I think that was around 2011 because that sounds the Deer Hunter and Warpaint yeah. combination and Foles now makes yeah. me think that it was that year. So and
0: Cut Copy you were headlining, I believe.
1: Yes yeah okay. and they had
0: they had an interesting stage set up which I think um I'd love to meet them again and ask them how they feel about it retrospectively but they had this big door they had this big door on stage and um they were like I think I'd like you know we, I watched them one day and I didn't watch them from dead If you don't watch that show from Dead on Center, you can see them all waiting behind the door so it kind of loses it <laughs> I, lost, I lost anyway I think I talked to one of them afterwards and they were like, oh my God, this door we've just been carried, like it seemed like a good idea at the time. We've just like, it's costing a fortune and it's just doesn't look that good. And, uh, so I remember that, that was always quite funny to see, you know, they, they kind they tried to like make it better as the tour went on. I, I really I admired them for doing it, for
1: sticking with it. 100%. I think there's, um the, well, the cut copy door, who was it? I think many years ago there was, um, Beck had those giant puppets at festivals that kind of <laughs> yeah. like at, at, in, some form of meeting it would have seemed like such a brilliant idea and I'm sure for one or two it did seem brilliant but I think there was even an interview with him where saying a similar thing that the logistics of carting around giant puppets or a giant door um, yeah. does take its toll.
0: <laughs> yeah, it certainly does, yeah, yeah. financially,
1: certainly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for yourself and for Foles, is there a festival yet that you haven't kind of conquered and and would love to play or kind of uh, attend?
0: Yeah, Definitely. Well, we want to do another one in Greece mm-hmm. because Yannis is Greek and we played one years ago and it was awful because, and Yannis like, had got his dad down and was like, okay, dad, like his dad had come from like the island and was like, okay, here's the show. And they, the stage setup was like facing sort of horizontal across this hill, but we we played for like 10 minutes to nobody and then like just quickly realized Gogol go, Bordello mm that band i don't know if you remember them they were like a kind of folk sort of god no they were eugene hutz was the singer like a freak folk um kind of sort of yeah, yeah exactly exactly um turns out they're pretty massive in greece and like uh, the crowd was so big that it engulfed our stage so we were just playing in goku bordello's crowd um and i remember Yanis's dad being like is that it <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
0: um luckily he's been vindicated too but um since then but um yeah i like to play greece i like to play uh exit festivals I don't know, is it, uh, where is it i can't remember where that is somewhere in europe mm-hmm. uh that's supposed to be really good um where else is there i don't know somewhere like is there one in the caribbean <laughs>
1: i'm sure we can find one if not we could possibly start one yeah, yeah.
0: we start one we do like a indie firefest <laughs> <laughs>
1: That sounds... We'll get the people from Laneway to get onto it and build a similar uh, line-up to that 2011 one and then just have it tour. Heaps good international, Absolutely.
0: yeah. I'll, um, I'll lay the groundwork. I'll grease some palms
1: when I'm over there. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, I do want to talk about very quickly the um, the latest record, Life Is, um, Life Is Yours, sorry. Uh, yeah. I know there's a lot of Australian fans who absolutely love this record in terms of what they can expect from the falls live show over the summer. What, uh, what are we expecting? What are we going to see when you're here in, in Australia?
0: Uh, well, you'll see, well, I mean, most of the shows in fact, almost all of them are festival shows, I think. So, um, it'll be like a festival set, which means that you'll get, you'll get a nice mix of everything. Hopefully, you know, it's where we try our best to balance all the albums out. You know, it will probably be like, a few more "Life Is Yours" cuts than in any other record, just because it's the uh, tail end of that tour. And uh luckily, like you know, the good thing about being at the end of a world tour, even though we've had like a month off before we get there, which actually is probably pretty good, um, is that we've had like two years to craft a set list now that we know is like pretty like wham bam. Thank <laughs> you, man. <ma'am. laughs> yeah, and we, and we played like Reading and Festival. We've had some big shows to test it at, and it's it's worked. So uh, I think we're coming in. Yeah, in really good condition. Um, Yeah,
1: absolutely love that. I'm
0: very, very excited to see you guys. We're even. Some of us are even flying in early to beat the jet lag. So we're fighting fit. Smart. (laughs)
1: Very smart. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jimmy, what I was hoping to kind of end on today. um, I know we've spoken about favourite festivals. Is there one festival set, maybe one particular artist at a festival that stands out in your memory as? Like a, as a favorite, as like a dreamlike kind of um, apparition.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. There are, there's, there's a few. I'm just trying to think. The one that popped immediately into my head and happens to be my favorite band, which is good, is, um, I don't know if it's like my favorite uh, festival memory of all time. Um, Unfortunately, when you blend like work and well, <laughs> like playing in a band and festivals, it all gets like the they lose their innocence a little bit, <laughs> so, and all the memories blur together. But I remember seeing in Montreal at uh, Oceaga Festival a few years ago, Radiohead were playing, and uh, it was again like a perfect night, and it was like a sort of like natural amphitheater kind of crowd thing, so it looked really cool. Anyway, they were they were having a good show, and then they played Idiotech and. Um, it sort of it fell apart in the middle. It completely fell to pieces, um, which I think it happens every now and then. Because I think they're using like quite old, old analog gear, which I think has to be actually like timed by a human, <laughs> uh, or it just goes out. Yeah, it's fair enough, and I really like that they still stick with that. By the way, I think that's awesome, uh, and this is testament to why that's a good thing to do. Is if you're good enough, anyway. I think it was Ed or one of, one of the members like, saw that, that it was like, it was an absolute car crash moment, um, right at like, the apex of the song. So he did something, or someone did something really cool, like a really awesome loop mm. that kind of like took over, and then they get bought um, somebody's enough time to get the thing back <laughs> on the rail, and they brought it back in and it to like the most almighty climax. And I swear to God you could see the, like, the ripple go across the crowd like it was like a i don't know like an energy blast or something like it was crazy and it was just like because the whole crowd was like starting to be like oh no like it's a disaster and then just the relief or maybe it was just like a wave of relief that like radiohead hadn't fallen flat on their faces <laughs> anyway they turned it was absolutely amazing and then from then on the gig was incredible and then that was
1: basically the turning point then after that they just played all the hits which was great. I absolutely loved and, that. Uh, so that was a good one. That sounds incredible. Yeah. That I, even, um, the hairs on my arm are standing up right now. That sounds so, so yeah, cool.
0: No, it was that, it literally that like that, it was really quite something, you know, and also I, I love watching shows after we've played a show. Cause like <laughs> a, there's like a massive sense of relief, mm-hmm. especially if it went well. And uh, yeah, and also it kind of heightens everything. You're just like, oh, I just, especially if it's on the same stage, you're just like, holy shit, like I was just there and now it's this. It's just like, that's really
1: special. (laughs) I think that's an incredibly, I think you've picked, yeah, again, I absolutely love that story. I've got no comment, speechless. (laughs) (laughs) cool (laughs) Um, Jimmy thank you very much for coming onto the pod and for having a heaps good chat with us Um, we're very excited to see you in Australia next uh, sorry not next month in January for heaps good but um, yeah thank you again yeah thank you yeah can't wait to get over there not long now